Okay, so in this episode, we're going to be focusing on DARPA. And I love to talk about DARPA. It's a little bit sarcastic, but as you can imagine, they're always up to some very weird shit. So let's just get right into it. Now, DARPA, for those of you who don't know, stands for Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. Now, they have a $2 billion yearly budget for research into creating a super soldier as well as developing a synthetic police force. Now, when you think of synthetic police force, if you watch the film Total Recall with Colin Farrell, uh, Jessica Biel, and Kate Beckinsale from 2012, that would probably be a more realistic sort of phenomenon of a synthetic police force. But what I want to talk about more so here is the conjunction and the correspondence that agencies like the Pentagon, the CIA, DARPA seem to be working together in in order to create a sort of ultimate super soldier. The question then also becomes why do we need super soldiers? But again, it's it, it's it it's this the nature of the world. One country's always trying to outdo the other, but there seems to be more to it here. Whether or not there's extraterrestrial technology being involved here, even at the most basic minimal levels, we don't know. But I'd like to delve into that as well. So let's just start off with the basics. So Working with the human genome, DARPA hopes to manipulate certain gene expressions. So in experimentation, DARPA and the military-industrial pharmaceutical complex are using natural abilities that are enhanced through genetic engineering. So some of the medical feats that DARPA would like to enhance are the ability of military soldiers to regrow limbs that have been destroyed in battle. So that's one of them. Secondly... They want to eliminate empathy. So essentially not have a conscious, right? And so by eliminating empathy, DARPA and the DOD, the Department of Defense, hope to enhance a soldier's ability to kill without care or remorse, show no fear, can fight battle after battle without fatigue, and generally behave more like a machine than a man, essentially. And so we've seen this in some movies, right? And... Honestly, if anything of what we've seen in the films are proven to be true and we start to see that slowly come to light, that's fucking scary, I'll tell you right now. But scientists are researching the construction of soldiers that feel no pain, terror, and they don't suffer from fatigue as tests on the wiring of the human brain are are furthered. And so... Jonathan Moreno, who's professor of bioethics at Pennsylvania State University, is working with the DOD in understanding neuroscience. And the Pentagon allocated $400 million to this gentleman's research, which is insane. For any individual to have $400 million invested in you, you can pretty much do whatever the hell you want. And you have an unlimited, well, not literally, but metaphorically, you have an unlimited financial budget to do whatever you like. And so further study 
could be passed on to the general public in order to maximize profit as well as enhance the drug's effectiveness. So according to Joel Giroux, who's a professor at Arizona University, DARPA is learning how to genetically modify human fat into pure energy by rewiring the metabolic switch, which would create soldiers that in essence require less food. And so by using gene therapy and combining enha enhancements to alter the, the color of the human eye is a, a blending of mutations that have no basis in, in the natural world, which honestly, I think if you're talking from a moral level, I don't think there's a point. But at the end of the day, I mean, it's gone to the point where they've been able to create humans in labs without sperm or without an egg whatsoever. And they've been able to do it artificially. To me personally... I'm not going to lie to you, I don't really care. I mean, some people take extreme offense to that. I think, honestly, whether you like it or not, I think the advancement is, is imminent regardless. The question is just a matter of not if, but when. So, in 2011, the, the British Academy of Medical Sciences published a paper explaining the necessity for new rules to avoid ethical missteps. And so specifying the injection of human brain cells into animals that may give animals human memories or thought consciousnesses as the goal should be dealt with differently than a non-modified animal. And so human embryos can strengthen or deteriorate the animal test subject, which prompted Senator Sam Brownback to push the Human Chimera Prohibition Act of 2005, which was Anyways, you can look into that. Brownback expressed need for prevention of closed-door experiments that blur the, blur the lines between human and animal, male and female, parent and child, and one individual and another individual. And so the ethical aspect could be defined by two mandates of consideration, essentially. They could target the hypothetical scientist creating monsters, or they could take a close look at the science that's really happening in labs around the world. So, I mean, the first one's a little bit of a joke, but if I were to be completely honest with you, I think that, the, like I said, this is imminent. And so, in addition to genetically modifying the human genome, the global elite, if you want to call it, they're obsessed with the, the merging of man and machine. The sense of immortality and transhumanism, sort of like the show Altered Carbon on Netflix. I think that's a fantastic example of a reality that may indeed be something that could actually be possible in the next set of, you know, hundreds of years, let's say. And so, basing advancements on scientific research, the 2045 program will create a new vision of human development that meets global challenges that humanity faces today as well as the realization of the possibility of a radical extension of human life by means of cybernetic technology, as well as the formation of a new culture associated with these technologies. I'm going to be honest with you guys. In my personal opinion, I'd love to live forever. <laughs> I'm sure many people would. Some people may not. Some people have more traditional views and think that's not the way to, to be, which I completely respect and understand as well. But I think ultimately... This type of science is only leading to something of this type of sort, if you will. And so, the, the globalists at the 2045 program assert that humanity is in need of a new evolutionary strategy consisting of 
a balance between the complexity of technological advances and the acceleration of informational processes to expand the limited, primitive human into a highly self-organized and technologically higher intelligence, if you will. And so the project for the New American Century, PNAC for short, published a document entitled Rebuilding America's Defense in 2000, which frameworks a strategy for American hegemony or hegemony in the near future, identifying the, po the problem areas of the world and advising regime change of unfavorable governments so that in the end, the nations of the world will be unified under the banner of American democracy. So let's just break that down very quickly. Ultimately, I think that's a very scary thing, but I think it also sounds like something that's come out of a movie. But again, you can look this up. You can look up the 2045 program. You can look up the, the PNAC published document, which is called Rebuilding America's Defense. And I think that ultimately this is the, the path in which the American intelligence communities and military is heading in. And I think when it comes to technology, they're the real ones that know what's going on. And so the revelation of former U.S. President George Bush's sort of axis of evil defined American policy under the guidelines of the PNAC with the identification of Iran, Iraq, and North Korea, which is literally mentioned in the PNAC as governments that require a regime change, if you will. And so in the PNAC, the globalists have described the use of scientific enhancement and clinical trials, turning the U.S. armed forces into guinea pigs for the advancement of a super soldier. And so while Roger Pittman, who's professor of psychiatry at Harvard University, is experimenting with propanonal, which is a, a beta blocker that is believed to ease terrifying memories, soldiers are subjected to more research while serving to alleviate the psychological effects of war. So Professor Morneau explains, the problem is, what else are they blocking when they do this? Do we want a generation of veterans who return without guilt? And so I think personally, when you put ethics aside, I think it comes down to one thing. When you're a soldier, and assuming this technology will be available in the future, when you're a soldier and you sign on to take medication or, or, or have an operation conducted on you when you you will return with no morals or no conscience or no guilt. I think that alleviates a lot of the stress that PTSD brings because PTSD is a very serious and problematic issue. But I also think that the question then becomes how much of a human will you be when you return? And so your, your mentality of... Your, your whole sense of reasoning... Is, is sort of altered and changed, right? And so that becomes then when you return from war and say you retire, so to speak, will there be some type of medication that can sort of bring you back to a little bit of your normal, normal self? Or are you committed to being a super soldier and having chemicals in your brain altered and many different things genetically altered within your DNA to stay like that forever? Now, I'm sure becoming a super soldier would mean boatloads of money and all that because you'd literally be a Captain America of sorts, if you will. And so I think at the end of the day, what it comes down to is what these soldiers would want. 
Say you have a, someone who's a soldier who has a family, a wife and kids that are not well financially. He then commits himself to being a super soldier in order for his wife and kids to live very well financially. But the thing is, is that he'll never truly return to his normal self for the rest of his life. It, it's, it's something I wouldn't rule out, to be honest with you. I mean, and as long as it remains to be a personal choice, I don't have an issue with it. And so, I mean, at least personally. And... Alan Snyder, who's the professor of neuroscience in Australia, has actually been working to understand how transcranial magnetic stimulation, or TMS for, for shorts, can affect higher mental processing with the use of magnetic fields to promote unfettered reasoning. And so the U.S. Academy of, Scient of Sciences reported in 2009 that they expected to be successful in using TMS against soldiers to enhance their fighting capabilities. And since then, we haven't heard anything from that project, which, which means one of two things. Either that project, an experiment went extremely well, or it completely flopped. Either or, I'd like to think that if it flopped, then they, they're definitely trying other methods in order to create this, this, this super soldier, if you will. And so Moreno reveals that TMS helmets could be used in battlefields to expand a soldier's technical expertise and become a more proficient marksman and master electronics used in training exercises. So not only are you enhancing the physical ability, it seems as though they're not just goon heads running around, but they're also extremely smart soldiers. And I'm not calling the current soldiers goon heads, not at all. You have to be very sharp in a lot of cases. But I'm just saying that when it comes to these super soldiers, because a lot of people tend to think of the word super soldier as just this, this big blocky guy that's, sort of like, he's kind of like Captain America. He's got superhuman strength. He heals very quickly when he's shot at and, and, and things like that, right? But ultimately, I think that what this comes down to is more of the ethics and morals because regardless if this science and technology is available to us now, it will be eventually, right? And so ultimately, when you have things like, for example, the U.S. announcing massive experiments to create bio-enhanced super soldiers, which, which you can find in the New York Times. I mean, these are not conspiratorial websites. What you'll see is that they're sort of leaking and disclosing to, not leaking, but disclosing to the public the very limited amount in order to keep attention off their backs, right? And so I'd just like to reference one last thing, which was the U.S. military announced in 2018, two years ago, August 20th, almost two years to this day, that they will be carrying out bio-enhanced experiments in order to create a super soldier. And so the mysterious project is set to carry out extreme experiments with the aim of engineering a generation of terrifying super soldiers. And the funding documents from the United States Special Operations Command reveal the very eerie scale of the military trials, if you want to call it, and the project is intended to revolutionize warfare, and it's titled the Biomedical Human Performance and Canine Research Program, and so according to the Department of Defense and the documents they've released, the bio-enhancement experiments will develop technologies to maximize physiological performances, including increased endurance, increased tolerance to environmental extremes, enhanced senses, and enhanced overall fitness without 
excuse me, without any noticeable augmentation. And so the experimental goals also hope to produce soldiers who require a fraction of the typical amount of sleep and who can cope under highly stressful situations. So for example, if you have soldiers that are able to stay awake for two, three days on end, and then when they do sleep, it's only four, five, six hours. Think about bringing that down to just an hour or two every couple days of sleep, right? And so, ultimately, when DARPA reveal its own plans to create an elite fighting force, it, it tends to make us think that it's a... It really makes us think: What are they working with, and uh, what are they? What are they? What type of materials are they working with? What type of factions of the government are they corresponding with? What are they hiding from other factions of the government, and, and what have you? And so, one of these projects is to create software which could could be uploaded directly to the brain to give their super soldiers heightened senses while also attempting to cure ailments such as blindness, paralysis, and speech disorders. And I said before, I think Neuralink, which is something that Elon Musk is working on, I think Neuralink is definitely something that is on track to sort of fit in this particular category of technological advancements, if you will. Not to create super soldiers, but it could definitely be used towards that. And so DARPA poured, I think it was like 60 or $70 million into researching the role that neural networks play in operating the brains in order to decipher how it processes sensory input. And so, again, the, the U.S. Has a, has a history of very mysterious experiment, uh, you know, with the... LSD experiments run by the CIA to different interrogation techniques and, and what have you. And so, at the end of the day, we have to take this with a grain of salt. We have to think, where is this technology coming from? It, does it have anything to do with any type of ET technology? I mean, again, going back to my point, is there a sort of technology, if you will, or a sort of method, rather, that filters down from the very top of the classified, the top of the top, the, the ones that most people in government and in military aren't even aware of, and things that the president isn't even aware of. Are they filtering down some pieces of technology to institutions or factions of the government like DARPA? And then from there, is it slowly being filtered out into public science and public scientific research, but at the very smallest degree in order for us to, as the public, keep up at a very sort of snail pace, as they call it? So ultimately, that's what it seems like. There's this sort of top-down pyramid scheme that I think is in place for a lot of beneficial reasons, but at the same time is something that creates too much speculation and is being hidden from us far too often. And so I think that we as a people deserve the right to know. And again, it's been said that things like Kevlar have been to the very smallest degree forms of technology that ETs have shared with us, which is probably peanuts to them, which is probably toys to them compared to the things that they have not shared with us, if you will. But ultimately, I think that 
there's some type of, and I'm not saying this because I want to believe in it, because I definitely don't, but I think there's some type of extraterrestrial interaction of sorts, if you will, that at least maybe not even directly, it could even be indirect, but some type of indirect reverse engineering that has occurred. So let me know what you guys think, and this is definitely something to to be aware of, and I think it's something that people should know about more and more often and should be focused on. So we will uh, catch you guys next time. Thank you.